Welcome back to another episode of This Ain't a Scene. It's a goddamn podcast. I recently just sent my application to become the sixth member of LS Dunes, Kim. Smells like drugs in here. This song is called Permanent Rebellion. And I personally think we lost the war on pop punk. We failed to defend it, guys. I don't, what were we defending it from? Uh, whatever, I'm Jen. Hey. Do you think MGK saved pop punk? MGK made pop punk. Welcome back to another ep. Yeah, we're here. Our first episode for the new year. Oh my God, it is the new year. It's fucking crazy. 2023. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's get it. What was your first song of the year, Kim? You know, as elder emos, I feel like we had like five options. Right. Let's see. I think my first new year song, I was deciding between putting on Motion City or Thursday. So I went with Thursday and did Jet Black New Year. What about you? Definitely started with Death Cap for Cutie, which, but it is funny because I, I was listening to Motion City the week leading up to, you know, New Year's Eve. Same. Motion City's a weird band in which they're, they're kind of a New Year's-y kind of band. They, just, they have two songs about New Year's or the New Year. Yeah, Resolution oh. and um, what's the other one? Worker Bee. <laughs> anyway, yes. Welcome. Welcome back. New Year. New Us. New podcasts. New podcasts? No, not really. <laughs> same, same emo-ass podcast. Truly, truly, truly. I have a couple of my own New Year's resolutions in general. So, but just uh, things I want to do. New Year's resolutions and just last year, my 20s feelings. Because I'm trying to put those feelings into self-improvement stuff. For me, it's creative endeavors, content creation, playing guitar, my personal art journey with like drawing and stuff. And also just like reading books again. No, but it's so important because I, I know we come from a similar upbringing more or less you know where we were kids who liked to read on friday nights probably and just like it's so nice like i i've read three books already in less than like two months and that feels so good that's amazing honestly yeah and i'm just like it feel it's like my brain it's just it feels better it's just like it's a big self-growth year for the both of us i feel which is i'm excited for because i'm excited for what that means for the podcast obviously but yeah so in honor Kim's birthday, I think it's only fair and right to just kind of make this a Kim-themed episode, more or less. You know, we'll still have our news section, you know, all the typical things we go over. Yeah, Kim, since it's your birthday, you know, we're going to close our eyes and imagine we're in your fucking emo brain. (laughs) Emo brain, I don't know. Let's say, like, you could only pick the best parts of your, like, childhood, teenage years. What what does this look like? What are we talking about? What are are we experiencing? It feels like I'm interviewing you right? and it's like, like but yeah i know we've definitely talked about uh 2000s anime and like cartoons uh i think that's a big part of my and yours childhood obviously so i just wanted to i guess reminisce on like some of my old faves and maybe even talk about new faves hell yeah, yeah i know we've talked about sailor moon i feel like it could have been in our fashion episode for some reason yeah dude i sailor moon was if not my first love one of the like first three loves of my life. I have done some stupid shit just to watch a Sailor Moon episode when I was a kid, but I digress. Yes, I'm a big Sailor Moon fan. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that's something that kind of always like stuck with me when it comes to just as a big inspiration and it kind of ties into a lot of the things that I do and the things that I create. So yeah, definitely like things like Sailor Moon. Death Note was also a fave show of mine. Still is. It's a masterpiece of an anime. Right? (laughs) It, It truly is one of those animes that I recommend people who don't watch anime. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I feel like there's a few and I'm going to like not because I don't know if you're going to mention them and stuff, but there's like very few animes that I would recommend people who aren't into them or and like they fucking didn't, which is like so crazy. You know, like that terrible Netflix adaptation of Death Note. Oh, like Death yes. Note could, uh-huh. could have and still could like, you know, I'm not going to let Netflix's atrocity ruin any potential to give Death Note the love it deserves. But like it could have been a fantastic live action movie. I dressed up like Misa. Oh, our goth queen. To our goth fucking look. I had a corset. I had my hair and pigtails. Oh my God. I still, I would fuck up a Misa uh, cosplay. I would. Yes. Death Note cosplays coming soon. You want to be my light? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
fun. It would be kind of, we, we didn't get together for Halloween this year, but I mean, I'll let you take it off because I see it next on the list, but like, what are some other notes? Oh yeah. So yeah, Teen Titans is another one there um, that I always found is like super inspiring, you know, just again, same way in like Sailor Moon, Death Note, Teen Titans. Sailor Moon is obviously one that I found way earlier than the others. Yeah, man, Teen Titans, the, the comics too, truly like just the story. I just really like fell in love with the characters on the Cartoon Network show. And then that kind of, it just, you know, led me to the comics pretty much. And yeah, I don't know. I love Teen Titans, man. (laughs) I also love Teen Titans. We talked about it on the show and I awkwardly was alluding before to the fact that you dressed up as Raven this year. I dressed up as Starfire this year. I feel like we must have talked about it, but I totally forgot you were dressing up as Raven. Oh, so yeah. I thought it was hilarious when I like opened my, uh, you know, whatever. I was like, oh my God, of course you're fucking Raven. I know. <laughs> this show means a lot to me. I feel like this whole episode is just going to be me fucking agreeing with you and like... <laughs> how much she's like it like I don't know how to describe the impact of Teen Titans but I still feel it today I am still upset we never got a sixth season and because it was supposed to be Starfire season and I'm a you know dressed up as Starfire I'm a fucking huge Starfire fan and we could have explored that character so much more and it would have been so fun but um whatever yeah no that that would have been so amazing i wish they did the sixth season but you know i I don't think we're ever gonna get that i don't think so i think if we did it would definitely play out like what they did with invader zim and um it was uh rocco's modern life when they put it directly on netflix or something or maybe like d whatever dc has a streaming service whatever something i could see them maybe doing a movie at this point just to kind of appeal fans like you know again cash in on nostalgia and I controversially I, I actually love Teen Titans Go oh yeah it's fun I've watched a bunch of it and I really do have a good time every time I watch an ep- like most of the episodes I don't think I've ever had like a bad time watching Teen Titans Go both of the shows could have existed in my opinion and I also like like anytime they talk about Robin's parents being dead and everything it's just like I love when dark humor is inserted into kids shows yeah and- the approach to that is just always so funny and I love just love the way they they tackled that yeah because it's just like they know we're also kind of like watching our you know like it's for us <laughs> i'm just like ha. mommy daddy your baby is coming right now i'm having a really good time watching bochi the rock it's another anime about a girl band and they start a band and the main character has crippling social anxiety very relatable to um like just playing guitar in general but just also existing in the world and just you know finding a group of friends that accept you and want you there and you kind of create shit with aka me and jen so (laughs) we have been so on top of the podcast we have unironically ironically i don't know i don't know how we're actually both going to approach this but we've been talking about like starting our own band and i'm just like uh, are we uh, but we can't and like it's just like, like this- maybe perhaps you know we you know just like fucking around with the idea i don't know it's just a cool thing to talk about yeah i don't know i just been wanting to get back into playing guitar and we're you know creators. A- any show yeah exactly like we just make shit we literally just create shit that's that's my life and I, I don't want to keep doing that. So whatever medium comes my way, I would like to try it. So T- TBD uh, on if Kim and I rock out together one day. But that anime sounds so cute. It's such a good time. Like, I definitely maybe I'll after this recording, I'll sit down and make you watch the first episode with me on Discord. It's so good. Another favorite of mine that I kind of wanted to mention as well while talking about this one is K-On. K-On is another girl group anime, group of girls, they're friends, they drink tea, eat cute shit, and make music together and just have a really good time. So obviously- That sounds I'm, I'm, yeah. me. That yes, me. And, 
you would love it. Like, I have the manga, you know what I mean? And I've watched that show so many times. I love and that. Ha- having Bochi the Rock as like a newer anime that came out last year, 2022, has been just uh, just what I needed. Fucking clutch. I really needed this, you know what I mean? And it's, it's just great. I love that. So, man. yeah, I'm gonna sit down and make you watch both of those shows with me. Yes, get me back to being a weeb. <laughs> yeah, we, we weeb. love yes. our weeb shit. I actually really do miss my weeb shit. I'm just very picky about my animes these days, so. Yeah, no, for sure. I think those two you would definitely fall for. I don't really see anything that you probably wouldn't like about it. So, yeah. I mean, Chaos is more like like slice of life going through like daily shit. I mean, they they both kind of are in a way, mm-hmm. but maybe because Kaon's a little longer at the moment. I mean, it's only two seasons, but longer because Bochi is only one season. But yeah, fuck girl bands, girl anime. Bands. It's so good. I yeah. love girl bands. Yeah. Uh, can, do I need to ask what your favorite game was as a kid? Like, I'm, I'm passing you a console right now. What are we? What are we? What are we putting in? What are we playing? Am I player two? I don't fucking know. Are we doing sibling rules? Oh, you could be my player oh, two. That's cute. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so growing up. Again, if you talk to me on Twitch, if you hang out with me on my streams, like you probably know all of this shit, but one of my first games was Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation 1 and Spyro. Yesterday, I was playing a little bit of Crash, like on my PS4. <laughs> That's like the, the remake, yeah, like I was just playing that yesterday. That has stuck with me, uh, but I think if I were to pick one console and one game for my childhood, it would be the GameCube and it would be Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, RIP Chow Garden, since it doesn't seem like we're getting one. I know in the new Sonic game, they kind of like tease at the fact that like there's no Child Garden in the new game, but regardless, yeah, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, best game, fire soundtrack, definitely need that on vinyl, iconic game, perfect. I don't think Sega will ever drop something as good as that. More recently, I have really fell in love with Persona 5. One of my best friends gifted me the game, she mailed it to me, uh, shout out to Bella if you're listening. She sent it to me and was like, you need to play this game, so sent me a copy of Persona 5, and I loved it. The soundtrack, again, I love a game with a good soundtrack. Like, I'll eat that shit up. I'll listen to the soundtrack when I'm not playing the game. Is it like pop punky or? A lot of guitars, for sure. I mean, they have a mix of everything, but like the more exciting songs, like the more hype songs definitely have a lot of guitars. Nearly like perfect game, perfect soundtrack. You ever sit there and like do like mundane tasks and sometimes you just have to put on some music from your favorite JRPG to make you feel like the main character for a little bit? Or is that just me? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> For me, it was The World Ends With You. I would say Twilight Town and Kingdom Hearts song. Yes. Like, but yeah, yes. that, definitely that, you know. The listeners already know I have the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. Oh, wait a minute. I have the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack on CD, but didn't you just get the vinyl, you crazy I did. fuck? <laughs> I did. I bought the Kingdom Hearts vinyl. I can't wait for it to come in this year. I'm so excited. How the fuck was I going to let you get away with that? I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I have to. You know what I mean? It's like there was no question. I was like, I have to fucking buy this. I'm very hype to have that in my clutches. The fucking hold this game has on us as a community. It's so bad. Like, I'm still here like fucking what years are we doing? later spending all my money. Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in what year, Kim? Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in 2005, my friend. You know what I also feel like? The initial release date, I'm thinking that was the Japanese release date. I shit you not. I remember me getting it. I know there's no way I miss. No, you're right. Oh. Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in America of March 28, 2006. There it is. Because I remember. And the Japanese date was December of 2005. Okay. Yes. Amazing. We love, we love when I get something right. Because I. We love a Kingdom Hearts historian, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's. Like, actually. Because I just clearly remember, like, and my parents would never let me do this again, I feel. Like, I feel I'm a 28-year-old adult, but, like, it was, like. They probably still won't let you. (laughs) I just remember either I was, either I was picked up early from school. Like, my mom picked me up so I can go to GameStop, play this game. And I feel like I cleared my fucking schedule. I was, like. That's amazing. It was, like, my birthday gift, you know. The game definitely wasn't released on my birthday, as we just confirmed. But I just feel like it was, like, in the same realm of like yeah you can have a day off or something like it's fine like right or at least a half day that's really nice of them though i was a terrible student but yeah 
Kingdom Hearts. No, that game is like fucking like crazy. How like, it's, on it <laughs> it's on Drag Race. <laughs> it's on Drag Race. It's on Drag Race. much. <laughs> we have. Oh, shit. Kim sent me a Drag Race contestant who. It's not in the show, but on their profile, like social media, they have dressed up like a Heartless before or like Kingdom Hearts characters. I don't, I'm shook. Or they at least like look like it. You know what I mean? And very inspired. I don't know. It's just crazy. Oh my God. They definitely played the game. What, why? Why is this a comfort game? Right. Give me the science behind. <laughs> the way game. Kingdom Hearts is even fucking listed on our agenda today. I know. Today Kingdom Hearts is not even here and it still came up, but like it's, go- it's going to. And I was like avoiding putting it on. I know. Because like, we've, we've, done, we've, we've done talked it. about it. You know what I mean? We've like everybody knows that we love Kingdom Hearts. I was like, love. let's talk about some new games. That's a, you know, love. not even the word to describe it. I I hate fuck that game. That's what I do. Uh, like, I fucking hate it here. Like, Kingdom Hearts, like the lover that I'm ashamed of. Right. Oh, I truly. Don't be ashamed. It's okay. We only bone in the back. Like, pretty much. Away from no. But everyone no. knows. Everyone knows. Yeah, no, everybody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows that I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. Everyone knows. Benny, we all know. Anyway, anyway, getting away from fucking uh, Kingdom Hearts. But on the same, like, note of Square Enix. Um, oh, God. Also you... taking over my life. Gen... Uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, no, no, we... no, no, no. Go on. <laughs> of course your emo ass loved Final, Fort- Final Fantasy fourteen. I know. I would watch so many of my friends play Final Fantasy fourteen on Twitch. I started playing the game a while ago and tried playing by myself. Couldn't get into it because it, that game is just kind of hard to get into on your own. This the year I saw... always look too intimidating for me. But oh there's furries gosh. in that game, isn't there? No? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a cat boy. Oh my god. I am. And I love him with every fucking fiber of my being. Okay? I love that boy. I and love that boy. <laughs> I love my cat boy. And yeah, like I, I saw my college room for the first time in like a while this year and she showed me her Final Fantasy world and like her house and just everything that she had going on on her main account incredible and was like listen if you really want to get into it come play with us we'll make a new account we'll start we'll do the whole story with you and i was like all right bet say less so i'm currently playing final fantasy 14 through the story with my old college roommate and her current roommate and it's just it's been awesome having that socialization that i didn't have before honestly is so good for me because (laughs) i do play a lot of games by myself i want to branch out and just have less of like performance anxiety you know I think that's just a big thing for me. So I'm, I'm doing, I'm getting better, you know, and and it's also just very chill. So yeah, I've just been having a good time doing that in my spare time. When I'm not recording a podcast about emo shit, I'm a cat boy at night. So yeah. I hate, you know what? Good for you, dude. <laughs> I could give less of a shit <laughs> if it's not about cloud strife or <laughs> um, I get it. But good for you. <laughs> I recently just got my sister Final Fantasy 7 for Christmas. So I will report back on what a teenager today thinks of the Final Fantasy 7 uh, remake. Sibling gaming is important. Right, right? Like, I think especially like story-based games are inspiring. I should I play a video game. You. I think you should play Stray, the oh my cat God, game. What? Where you're like a, this orange cat. You Do you no. know what I'm talking about? No. You are literally a cat and you're- Is it, like Goat it's Simulator? Like, kind of scary. <gasps> I don't too. like scary. No, it's it's not spooky, scary. Gives like uh, cyberpunk vibes, and then suddenly in certain areas, you're just in these really like terrifying looking spaces, and you're like, wow. It's just the, the whole aesthetic is great. Yeah, a Jenny Let's Play of Stray like, would be awesome. No, wait, no, what? I'm gonna make your Twitch channel. I'm gonna create that tonight. What? I'll get you all set up. <laughs> just for myself. I would, I would. I would stream if people would watch. I would watch. I would totally watch. And I'm sure other people would. Uh, I was afraid of the Barbie detective game no growing way. up. Oh, so I good. literally thought I had witnessed a murder in the Barbie detective game and was like, I can't. I, I, can't I just go simply on. cannot. I can't play this anymore. <laughs> I, I just remember like there was like there's one scene and you're like trying to look through like the security camera. And I was like, nope, cannot. This not my career path. It will not be a detective. I knew right there and then not going to do this. Oh, my gosh. I always like to think. I'll become a detective in my next Do life. You? Yeah. I think I'd be good at like solving a crime, but like I don't need to be anywhere in the, f- I just need all the like things.
things. <laughs> like, just give it and I'll, I'll, I'll stitch right. this story but together. don't bring me near, like, a dead body, right? I don't need to be near a dead body. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, I, I'm not, like, totally against it, but it, it is, you know. I can I see know. you being that... a mortician's daughter. Black Veil Bride reference here editing someone but yeah you could be a, yeah. you could be a mortician's daughter you're like basically a combination of um what's her name from beetlejuice and uh wednesday adams oh uh lydia yeah and you're lydia, lydia and wednesday oh my gosh my queens and someone else i don't know i'll make i'll make a sandwich some, some other emo bitch sandwich emo bitch sandwich pretty much all right, so one last question for you, my birthday friend. Either one of the best shows you've ever been to, like, I don't know if you're like me, do you do birthday shows? Like, just tell me about your favorite show or more recent anything that you've been to that's like been like, a, yeah, I'm still alive and God, it's great to be alive. I was trying to think of something from my teenage years, but I was kind of stuck on a show that I went to when I was 20. So in like 2014, I got to see one of my favorite bands, him, at Webster Hall, and I had an amazing time. Like, we love him. I'm like not at all shocked that you said Kim. Uh, Kim, wow, him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my um, gosh, that's that's my my next band. My band yeah, is just Kim, Kim, and we cover him songs. Um, <laughs> look out for for that. So Has anyone, have you ever just made your name into the him logo? I'm sure there's a generator. I should. I definitely should do that. <laughs> if not, then find me the font. I'll make it for you. When I went to see him in like 2014. Obviously, super excited. The new album like just recently came out. The person I was supposed to actually go with ended up flaking on me, and and this again, this person kind of was known to be flaky. I wasn't necessarily too surprised when it happened, but I was kind of like, fuck, like you know, I've never been to a show by myself. A spoiler alert: I did not end up going by myself. <laughs> so I saw this person that I'm like, I was like, we've hung out, you know, in the same group of people. I wasn't, you know, super close with her or anything, but I saw that she was also going to the hymn show. So I reached out to her. I was like, hey, like, you know, I too have tickets to see him tonight. Do you want to like go together? And she was like, hell yeah. You know, she had a friend that she was going with. So we all took the train down together. Me hanging out with people I've never really like hung out with. I had an amazing time with them. We had little inside jokes about stealing Burton, the keyboardist, him talking about fucking kidnapping band members but that's not a first but you know we're like joking around we were fucking around like having a good time oh we love him like we're gonna keep him and then obviously it's a him concert i'm sure most of the crowd if not the entire crowd has had a vampire freaks account at some point including you know me and the people i went with yeah so we're like reminiscing about like vampire freaks and we actually ended up going home and making them the next day and like adding each other it was so stupid and funny but yeah that was just you know an unexpected good night out which was cool and you know again seeing like one of my all-time favorite bands was just like finally getting the chance to do that was just amazing and you know they're not together anymore so i don't think i'll get the chance to see them again as far as i know i still need your favorite hymn songs so i can finally do a deep dive one of my favorite bands it's gonna be hard for me to kind of curate 10 to 15 songs that like okay listen to these realistically i'd be like listen to the whole discography yeah but i gotta start i gotta start you somewhere so i i get that yeah you'll make a hymn fan of me yet yeah, I really hope I could. Um, so yeah, for a more recent show that I've been to that I want to talk about, it's it's kind of hard because I feel like all the shows that I've been to, I think we've talked about Rise Against, mm-hmm. Ellis Dunes, mm-hmm. I clearly fucking My Chemical Romance. Nothing's gonna really like top MCR as a more recent show, but I think when we got to see Motion City was also a really good time. I was just thinking, I was like, yeah. are you going to say Motion City? Because wait, yeah. I wasn't ready for that to be your response. Yeah, I mean, I had such a good time. And, you know, we got, like, VIP passes. We got to see photos of the band. And the the clothes that they were wearing at the time. It was just, like, going down memory lane with them. We still got to share those images. We should. Yeah, we definitely should. I know we're a little late, but... It was cool, listeners. Um, They had all these views, documentations, and, like... The VHS tapes. It was cool to see the photographs. You don't fucking realize how much time has 
actually pass until you're like face to face with like Stephen Untitled Rock Show shit. Like I don't. I was like, what do you mean? It's like a museum now. Like uh, I got to talk to the. We got to talk to some of the. Like it was just like, wait, you guys have shaped me, and now I'm here asking you questions. Like what? Right. That was really cool. A really fun experience. You know, just be able to just like. Yeah, I still have the video. Oh yeah, the video of them interviewing them, kind of. Like that was that was fun. Yeah, it's always hard when you're in the spot and they're like, oh, do you have any questions for us? And I'm like, I know I do, but I can't think of anything at the moment because like, I'm just happy to be here, you know? Yeah, just so, happy to be here, bruh. Pretty much. But yeah, that was definitely a, a very good time. A very good time. With good, And we got uh, delicious pancakes that day. Oh yeah, right? yeah. We had yes, good, we yes. had good food. Yeah, very fun times. I'm sure there'll be more, more fun shows. Yeah, I know we we're talk- talking about going to possibly less shows this year than maybe we did last year. At least I'm speaking for myself here. But how are you feeling about going into shows uh, in 2023? I want to cry because I'm kind of same. I mean, I no longer live in close facility of uh, a lot of the venues I used to go to. I'm keeping my eyes open, but it's like, yeah, it's got to be worth it. In the year of getting my shit together, this might mean me going to less shows. Final answer. Yeah. No, that's kind of how I'm feeling. And I'm sad. It is. But I but, lo- you know. Again, we are talking about adjacent fest, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I think that, that if I do a big event this year, and it, it's outside... Yeah. You know, the weather is going to be nice. And the lineup, I mean. And it'll just be a fun weekend just to, like, get out of the house, have a good time. Yeah. And again, it's like literally what festivals are built for. It's like if I don't make it to a lot of shows this year, I'm going to be at one location where I can see like a a smorgasbord of like acts that I love, including affordable, quote unquote, Blink-182, like possibilities and Paramore. Fuck yeah. Again, we are going to talk about other tours and like, you know, news around that. But I'm just also very much over the fight for tickets right now. The whole idea of like getting affordable tickets. I'm exhausted. No, so, it's, that's yeah. exactly. Yeah. I feel like if tickets were how they used to be when, There would be know. more of a conversation of like, okay, how are we going to pull this off? But it's like, if I'm yeah. already dropping, like if I already know like the baseline for tickets on, you know, like for Blank was going to be like $500. You know what I mean? Like I already knew it was going to be $500. I'm trying to get my shit together. I'm trying to get my finances in order. Yeah, something's got to give and it's unfortunately shows, which is something that really does mean a lot to me. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. So It is. It's it's a lot. And I mean, I know once fall time comes around, because I feel like the fall time is always so packed with so many shows and maybe I'll feel a little differently and like go to more shows during that time. But I I think in the meantime, I'm going to try my best to just kind of take a little bit of a break. And yeah, I think it'll be better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, winter's always kind of like that too, where it's like, again, when I lived in the city, a little easier, get on the train, you just hop anywhere. And I feel like no one's ever going to come for us. That's a lie. But uh, um, someone is going to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to pay $500. Go to like small. And like we do. Yeah. It's still not easy. It's like like the closest venue from me. That's not someone's literal house. Because it's an hour away. Yeah, exactly. It's a little little deep for me now that I'm living where I am. So I, I was closer to, uh, you know, the chance, but it's, it's just a lot. And again, I think it opens me up to the possibility to that. Like, yes, where I'm saying this, I'm still like thinking I'm going to be at at least like five, maybe a little bit more. It's just definitely a cut from what I've been doing. We were talking about our resolutions a little bit, but like, you know, I I really want to like sit down and write about the scene and study the scene a little bit more than like what I think I've been claiming I've been doing, if that makes sense. Because I've definitely have. I've definitely like, you know, read a lot of books on, uh, but uh, there's so much music history that I need to like fill in my gaps a little bit more. So it's like a deep study year. I feel like I do deep down know a lot about music and shit like that, but I feel like, and again, this is just a practicing, but I feel like I need to study so I can be like, no, I absolutely know my shit. Like, you know, like I know who I'm talking about when this happened, when this happened. I I think I get intimidated and I want to lessen that a little bit. Oh yeah. No, I totally get that. Like the whole, you know, not adequate enough when talking about the things you like. Yeah. With that said, I think, you know, you're doing a great job and- Oh, thank you. 
you know, you definitely yeah. don't like needs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're you're doing just fine, and it's just a confidence boost. I think for the both of us, that would be kind of helpful. Yeah, with, uh, I guess doing more of the research aspect, and same with the whole like writing things in general. And it's sad because again, like as I said, all of that, like the my first gut reaction was like, I'm sad that I'm going to be missing out on shows there's like some beautiful circle to this whole thing where it's like i am now becoming an observer again seeing you know things on twitter and things like this like oh you know like again looking at my chemical romance and like obviously we were not going to be able to make it to every single night on tour um what do you mean we couldn't make it to every single show (laughs) (laughs) like we just you know we couldn't do that but like I was still so in tune with random strangers online and just joking around with them and stuff like that. And I haven't done that in a hot second. You know, like that felt very early internet for me. It felt, I don't know, it's weird to say healing, but I don't know. I guess there's some truth in that because that is what we did for comfort back then. Yeah, it was just different for us. I think just like yeah, growing up. Yeah, because I wasn't really uh, talking to my friends in high school, but like I didn't want to talk to them on the weekend. So I talked to my friends online and now I feel like it's the reverse. I know what my friends are doing so much. I mean, again, different because you're a Twitch streamer. I do think you do have a lot of like online friends. So maybe it's a me issue. It's a me issue. I stopped making stranger friends online. <laughs> No, it's been, you know, kind of cool just meeting people online, like, through games. But, like, also, like, some of those people ended up being people I've gone to shows with that I've met through video games. I don't know how to explain the feelings I feel about not going to shows other than a mix of sad and relief. Yeah, I think we're both on the same wavelength. So I get existential about it, I guess. I'm just like, oh, the fleeting of time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm missing out, you know, am I getting old? And um, Yes, but you know what? If I take care of my shit now, I'll be able to get back out there exactly yeah anyway uh speaking of 2023 this year we have a bunch of our favorite albums turning 10 this year we do so yeah the first album i'm gonna shout out is um paramore self-titled album paramore came out in april 2013 i mean it gave us such great bops like fucking ain't it fun which i think officially gave paramore i i don't know what happened and why they wanted to come to the cookout but we as a community of black folk said yes paramore here's your pat i don't i still don't understand what magic Haley williams was doing with that song yeah paramore became really fucking cool in that moment i mean they were always fucking cool they were always fucking cool but come on and it fun was like oh shit you guys are gonna be here for a while <laughs> like they graduated from like little itty bitty like emo band to like oh oh you guys are fucking like talented in my head yeah no, i could definitely see that especially because they started one that song was laid on the radio pretty frequently but also we kind of felt them i guess mature a little more with this album not that their last album like they, they were always maturing like as every album came out they kept growing and growing but i think that finally gave us the like oh shit like you know what i mean like again like you said they'll be here for a long time type of feeling so and there were so many cool like like i remember the interlude to moving on i was just smiling from like ear to ear because i'm just like oh Haley's just having fun <laughs> uh it, it's just like with ukulele is it was just like a refreshing take i guess on paramore but it felt very authentic to them still yeah i don't know it was just like okay cool we're we're like diverging a little bit from what uh we were doing in the past and it's fucking really paying off i think i think i know like you know again ain't it fun still fucking bop you know still into another uh you know big radio hit great album let live black is beautiful uh released in july of 2013 i especially just seeing like the word like decade like you know what the hell (laughs) i don't know what it is but yeah so that album came out in 2013 you know i just remember that album coming out i was listening to let live like before this album came out i don't know it's just crazy to see that this album is already 10 years old like what the hell and that's that's crazy to me um yeah, Let Live, not a band anymore, unfortunately, but uh, definitely will always have like a special place in my heart. I've met Jason Butler, I think like two or three times. He was always like so nice. I have photos with him, especially just politically charged. It mainly focused on like the experience of being a black man in America. And it's honestly just full of bops, truly. So it's 10 years old, but still never too late to like go back and listen to like an album you haven't listened to. So yeah, go listen to, to that album if you haven't. Just at me. 
just at me already. Oh, oh at you? Oh, no, I was just talking to, like, listeners. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, Jenny, like, go listen to it. It's good. What the hell? Look, no, I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. No, that's, that, that's amazing. I, I really don't know anything about these guys, and that was beautiful. I guess number three, something that I'm just like, oh, my God, how has it been 10 years? Uh, 21 Pilots Vessel came out. I, I feel like that just came out. It's so crazy. I feel like this was definitely a turning point, too, in, like, our, our music differences i i do believe i do believe um kim you don't particularly care for 21 pilots right they, like they're okay like i only know like a handful of their songs and i never like yeah went deep into the band what i did here like i was okay with kind of like why i haven't like really listened to them but maybe i should give them like a, a fair chance and like listen to like a full album and remember a couple couple songs off of but yeah uh did you listen to their cover of uh cancer i did i did listen to that one how did you what was your i like i liked it like i thought it was fine like i'm not one of those people who are like you can't cover my favorite band songs because like nothing will ever compare like no I I, I I definitely don't feel that way um I definitely think you know I enjoyed the cover for sure and also I think sometimes artists biggest work are covers of other people's work like what anyway Vessel came out 2013 again it's 10 years ago uh gave us I, I just remember fucking hearing car radio and being like what the fuck is this and then that was like I think the second single was Holding On To You. Yeah, it had to be. And Holding On To You was just like this weird, weird merging of our our scene just evolved. And I don't, I blinked and it was different. I, I don't know how to describe that. It was just like, we were going from, I can only express it as like, the indie moment, I feel like, where, you know, Cage the Elephant was really popular, uh, group love, things like that. And then and then there was uh, 21 Pilots and they fucking shook everything up. This merging of hip hop and pop and, you know, with fucking 21 Pilots came out and it still had that like neon feel. But like if you now had grit to it to me and like it was fun, but it was like, also like no wait they're actually singing about real shit here even if it's like with this other you know again like lean with a rock with it you gotta stop with it lyrics you know like it's just so but like i was like wait 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 they, they wait they they're fucking spitting they're spitting here so oh my gosh i think you've convinced me to listen to this album from like front to back so i can also add that to my 100 albums challenge i think you should again i i also acknowledge they're not for everyone i feel like i do meet a lot of people who just aren't um i saw them live at firefly too and they they just they put their whole bussy into their performance they like climbed on sky i don't know they were like little spider monkeys in that book i mentioned in the last podcast too uh they can't kill us until they kill us essay about them in that book and you know just i i believe they're from ohio you know just small town you know like most bands you know very small town kind of vibes there and they just made it so happy decade uh, uh <laughs> any other albums on your end kim that you see that are worth noting fallout boys save rock and roll album you know it was okay like it definitely wasn't my favorite fallout boy but i i did see them during this time period and it was just it was it was still fun like they played phoenix and my songs know you did in the dark but they definitely played a lot of their old stuff which was what I was there for. So it was nice to hear a lot of their their older songs too. So. God, we've talked about it. They did an Under the Court Tree. Yeah, we need that. That would be amazing. But this album came out at a funny time because it was like, it's also used in like Big Hero 6, right? Like, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> we could be. Yeah, exactly. So I have fond memories of that movie, but I don't necessarily give a fuck like about this song out of the context right. of the movie. No, I, I feel that. Um, alone together, I like to make fun of too because it's just like, my heart is like a scallion. And what? Like, yeah, like what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I know it's stallion. I know people are going to be like, good stallion. And it's like, he's like, Patrick sounds like he's saying scallion. And I'm just like, my heart is like a scallion. Too funny. <laughs> um, 
And then, yeah. I love that, man. I know they have a lot of uh, stuff in the works now, and they've been talking about, um, I guess, releasing music that sounds more like their old stuff and using instruments and just, yeah. <laughs> using instruments. <laughs> yeah, like having a good time. <laughs> we're like, we're not trying to dictate what you do, buddies. We're, we're very into, you know, you making whatever you want, but like, we're like, kind of like shoving their instruments back at them. Like, right. please stop this. We just want you back. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. They have been uh, teasing in, uh, I would say, pretty cool ways, but also just like in a way that I'm just like a little nervous. I'm just like, oof, we're kind of trying to do a Mike Hem thing, but like, it, it feels a little clunkier. Right. I don't know how to, I don't know how to express that, but um, I guess because we really don't know what to expect. With MCR, we were like, okay, they're coming. Like, we knew that. Um, Yeah, like we knew we, we were all gearing up for, but it wasn't an announcement for an album. I think that's what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Fall Out Boy wants to announce an album. Yeah, and I think that's the the difference here. Yeah, that's the difference. And I'm just like, I haven't been that, like, ever since Save Rock and Roll. I very much have not paid attention. So we'll see. We'll see. I'd be pleasantly surprised and happy if I get sucked back into the Fall Out Boy world, you know? Exactly. But yeah, we're going to jump into that during our news section, uh, why these two are kind of funny together. Yeah, so another one of the big threes taking a spot on the list, that would be Panic at the Disco's Too Weird to Live and Too Rare to Die, which I think was, yeah, that was uh, Brendan's fucking jumping off point, the band, and into his, like, the Yuri show. I didn't hate it. I actually do love a lot of songs on this album, so yeah, it's, it's hard to hate this album. It's just, like, one of those, I just wish it was under his name and not the whole band, but whatever. I fucking fuck up Vegas lights still. Girls and girls and boys. Ah, the bisexual panic. Oh, yeah. Bis- I was just about to say that the bisexual anthem. That kind of takes care of our, uh, you know, that segment. Uh, we're all getting old. Yeah. Speaking of uh, getting old, we got uh, two albums turning 20 this year. Uh, and they're doing a very cool collab tour that uh, I believe you're going to, Jenny. Uh, it's a TBD because I have not bought my... T- yeah, I, w- I really do want to. Oh, okay. Um, my whole thing is I'm going to wait until the week of. We got a Death Cab and Postal Service tour. Woo! The sad indie kids are thriving right now. Uh, you know what it fucking is. And it's this emo. They confirmed that uh, Death Cab is in fact emos. This uh, anniversary is dealing with both uh, Give Up, you know, the one and only Postal Service album and fucking Transatlanticism. As you can tell, me and Kim were struggling with how to say transcendentalism. It's the 20 year anniversary anniversary of both transatlanticism and give up postal services claim to fame by our sweetheart sweetheart it's fucking ben Gibbard. i don't know why i was gonna do that but also he is a fucking sweetheart he's gonna be working double duty Yes, I don't know if I'm going. I would really like to because, as we know, uh, both a- albums give us so many gems. I mean, I-, I started off this podcast saying, what did I listen to at the stroke of the new year? The New Year by Death Cab. Sound of Settling fucking still rips my soul out and, like, puts it like, on the ground. It stomps on it. But in that cool, ba-ba, ba-ba. <laughs> yeah. This is the sound of settling. Like, I, yes. And uh, we look like like giants fucking lack of color you know like i can keep going but you guys know how iconic of an album this is so and then i feel like it's pointless to even start listing off songs on uh give up we all know the one song that makes it into emo night that i do disagree with wholeheartedly but whatever uh such great hype i fucking love that song and i do think it is important to like anyone who had a pulse it's a great album and i think excruciatingly emo lyrics in this fucking album it's so good you know just if you're sad like us just go listen to these albums from front to back because they're obviously both iconic in their own right so excited to hear i mean i don't know if i'm going to the shows um again that's kind of like a a week of the show decision that i'm gonna have to make but but you know i definitely am excited to hear about it if i don't get to go to the show and that's fine but I, i know it's gonna be really really great All right, so in our news segment, we wanted to, uh, again, shout out, pull the curtain, of course. Uh, Colin is now leaving the band, and the rest of the guys seem like they're looking for a new vocalist. Um, Is this our time to shine, Jenny? Are we going to be the new vocalist of 
pull the curtain. <laughs> we will see. Have their people call my people and my people being you and I. Right. Like the people in question, like ourselves. We really hope this means big things for these guys. Uh, it's sad, of course. Uh, all the best to Colin. We hope uh, the rest of Pull the Curtain find someone spectacular. We still would love to see them live soon. So yeah, crossing our fingers. Uh, about a week ago, I would say, or maybe even less than a week ago, this article came up on my radar about Haley Williams. There's a lot of comments agreeing with the article, but there's also um, a lot of people giving the article backlash because of like the clickbaitiness of the title. Paramore's Haley Williams explains why she doesn't dare play guitar on stage. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little much. And the articles when you're looking up, you do find the podcast of where she's talking about this. And even before the recording, spectacular episode by the way from Face to Face podcast, the band Wet Leg was interviewing Haley and. I honestly had a lot of fun listening to the episode with Jenny before we start recording. They're talking about being a woman in the scene and Haley Williams mentions, she does say that she does not dare to play guitar on stage and she goes on how hard being a woman in the music scene is. Personally, I took it in a way that she just doesn't want to take away fun she experiences in a way playing guitar. While I'm saying this, she did play all of the instruments on Flowers for Vases. But what did you think about the episode that we listened to before we started recording today? Yeah, no, I loved it. And I also respect her reasoning for like, hey, sometimes it's cool to keep some things to yourself that you love. And I mean this as like someone as an artist that like I am I, I am nowhere in the same realm of success or talented as Haley Williams. But like, and I think that's what she was more so saying than what the article ended up spinning it into. Like me and Kim, while we were listening, we uh, took a look at some comments made on like uh, some of the websites Kim had sent over like you know again like surface level readers just getting upset about shit that just really like I don't know you're just proving us right because you have something to say about this or you're comparing women like oh why can Joan Jett do this and you can't or but it's like Haley is willing to share her talent of singing on stage but that's it and that's her boundary and that's really dope to hear so I think also speaking from someone who even streams on Twitch nowhere near as big of an audience as Haley Williams will ever get but I think just keeping certain things and certain parts of your life a little more on the private side, especially when it comes to just being a creative or just sharing the things you love. It, it's hard. You have to have that boundary because it just makes everything kind of feel like a job or like feel like it's something you have to profit off of constantly. And, you know, the point she made about being a woman on stage and playing a guitar in public is all true. Like having those constant comments of, oh, she's not actually playing. It's not really her playing the guitar. Like regardless, no matter how great she is and she did make the point that all these mediocre bands because they're full of men are like able to get away with being mediocre but she has to be something you know shredding like amazing solos in order to get like any kind of recognition and even if she was doing like you know if she was fucking insanely shredding people will still have something bad to say so um i definitely respect you know her boundary of just wanting to keep that her creative endeavors to herself. And I'm sure more of Haley playing guitar on stage eventually. I don't think it's out of the question, but if she chooses not to, like, you know, what's the big deal? But also it's like, I'm not missing it. I'm truly not missing it. It's like, again, why are we expecting the most out of people when it's like, again, bitch could probably play a bagpipe if she really fucking wanted to. I don't want her to prove that to me on stage. I want her to do what makes her comfortable, what she feels like. Like, I, I think we just forgot as like, uh, as people who are like constantly now, we are expected to just have access to everyone's life, like at all times that, yeah, it's just like it's unrealistic expectation for someone in our scene. People make me so angry. Yeah. I'm glad that, you know, we actually sat and like listened to the whole episode because she also did have a lot of kind of inspirational words to say, which was also really nice. So she's just always so like well-spoken and always has like the right things that sometimes I just need to hear. So she'd be saying, she'd be spitting some truth. I'm like, yeah, girl, it's hard out here. Never feeling artsy enough for the art kids, but also like definitely not part of the norm. So Right. Yeah. When she was ta talking about like just being like a weird emo kid in high school and like starting the, the band. And obviously a lot of that just resonated with me. Just having a creative outlet to share, like to create things with other people. I felt like that kind of, again, stuck with me because especially just like even doing this, like with you is just so 
good for me, you know, just in a sense of like, it gives me the opportunity to be a little more social, but also just like have that outlet to just talk about whatever the hell I want. And and the fact that like, we have people that actually listen to us ramble about Paramore, the things we enjoy. All the things. The article, meh. Listening to Haley talk about the article, pretty good. We'll link it. Keeping up with the news, I hear there's some uh, baby news in the scene. Kim, do you want to walk me through what you heard? Oh my gosh, yeah. All the babies happening. So again, circling back to Fall Out Boy, Pete Wentz accidentally announcing Sarah Yuri's pregnancy with a photo online. It had in the background a picture of pregnancy announcement that he had, I guess, received in the mail, Sarah and Brendan. And, you know, the internet went up flames, not in necessarily go up in flames, but everybody was freaking out. Like, oh my God, Pete Wentz accidentally leaked the fucking pregnancy announcement. And I don't think there's been any word from Sarah or Brendan about it yet, but uh, congrats to them if it's true. But yeah, yeah, and it's, it, I feel like it's so hard because it's like, especially with pregnancies, pregnancy announcements can also be touchy for like a number of reasons and for it to be kind of like thrown out to the public. And like, again, it's not Pete's fault. I'm so sure it wasn't like on purpose, but you know, I just, I feel like it kind of just like sucks because they probably just told the people close to them. Yeah, no matter how you slice it, like maybe, you know, best case scenario, they, they don't care. You know, they were just trying to keep it from us as long as possible and everyone who knew knew, regardless, having something so personal obviously first child possibly if it's true but yeah i do not think pete meant it you know obviously like i don't you know it just shitty situation but yeah if it's true congrats guys early (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) oh god anyway other pregnancies go babies so kelly osborne and sid wilson from slipknot gave birth to a baby boy pretty recently so how did i not know they were together yeah i kind of didn't really know either honestly it's it kind of came up in my radar with the baby announcement and I was like oh everyone's just having babies okay that's great and then we got uh, Finn McKenzie from Punk Rock MBA one of like our faves to listen to recently just got engaged so congrats to him and his beautiful fiance yeah I saw that on uh, Instagram and I was like oh my god our, our one day buddy I am very hopeful that us and Finn will one day cross paths one day so yes congrats to you Finn, uh, y'all look adorable. Also, shout out to Finn because LL Cool J commented on one of his videos and it was a big deal. He said that was, he said, yeah, he was like, this is one of the best documented thing, like that you got the story like pretty fucking right. And I was like, that's high praise. So good work, Finn. Good work. Yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of the episode, though. Um, Kim, you got any shout outs for us to help bring us out? Yeah. So lately, I've been listening to Arm's Length, specifically the song Tough Love. And it's off of their album that they just released last year, Never Before Seen, Never Again Found. So definitely go check them out. Take a picture because it lasts longer than your brain. I've got a photographic memory. Jen, you got any shout outs for for me? What have you been listening to? I do. Not a strange choice, but this is a band that I don't believe is active anymore, uh, which may be sad news, but if they are still active and maybe they just haven't been active as of, you know, the last handful of years, they are called Skinny Girl Diet. And um, the song I want to shout out is A Witch of Waste, which is a very, you know, callbacky tune to like 90s grunge. trying to get at it. I have been listening to a lot of Hole lately. I was like on the fence about um, shouting out Hole, doing all this, and I, I, I came across Skinny Girl Diet and it just, it filled, <laughs> it filled the hole of Hole. <laughs> Fucking great. Uh, women of Colors. Trio group. Uh, we have sisters in the band with Delilah on vocals and on lead guitar and Ursula Holiday on drums. Stemming from uh, the UK. So give them a look and a listen. Alright guys, so I hope Hope you enjoyed this episode. We had a lot of fun recording this one. Check us out on all our socials. Uh, you know where to find us at this point. But you know, again, Spotify, YouTube, the links, links, links. Uh, we we will list them all below. Um, Kim, I love you. Thank you again for sharing your favorite things and happy birthday. And as always, we'll, we'll carry, carry on. on. Bye. Right, see you guys. Come